Welcome to the 18th episode of Profs Radio, the show to A-style your business by learning from entrepreneurs' experience how to solve problems. I'm your host, Peter Martin, founder of Enterprise Profs, the community group to grow your business. Today we have Jenny Smith from Networking Know How. Good morning, Jenny. Do you want to say hi, hi to the listeners and oh, tell them about what you do? Hi, everyone. Um, so, yeah, my name is Jenny Smith. I'm the founder of Networking Know Who, and I'm passionate about connecting people and bringing people together in person and getting them to have conversations and spark ideas and help them grow their businesses through networking. So what I do is I teach networking skills and I create networking strategies. It sounds like you've been doing that a while as well, because we, we were just talking before about how we met four years ago when you were part of another networking club. Can you tell us a little bit about your journey and how you got to where you are today? Yeah, so I kind of, I accidentally fell into networking when it was um, 2006. So I was still at uni in Liverpool and I was doing some voluntary work at a company um, who did CGI and animation. And I still don't really understand what that is, to be honest. Um, but the owner took me along to this networking event. And no one had ever like warned me or told me what to expect from these things. So I kind of just got thrown in a room full of strangers and expected just to chat to them. Um, I was a little hungover at the time as well, so that didn't help. <laughs> but um, I was absolutely terrified. It was genuinely one of the scariest experiences of my life. And I swore, I, would, I spent most of the time hiding in the bathroom and I swore that I would never go again. Um, but... I did. And um, I eventually f absolutely fell in love with it. I fell in love with getting to meet all these different people and learning from them and finding out about them. Um, and a year after graduating, actually, well, networking led to my first job, which was a fantastic kind of, it allowed me to stay in Liverpool, which was brilliant. Um, but a year after that, I launched my first business, which I invented a job where I went networking full time. So I used to go to networking events on behalf of a lot of different people that didn't like doing it or didn't have time to do it. So I would go to like five, six events a day, Monday to Friday. Um, I didn't pay for food or wine for like a year. Um, it was absolutely brilliant. Um, but after a year of doing that, I just didn't want to speak to anyone. Um, I was drained and tired and I, I, I kind of grew it. There was only so many businesses I could look after. So it didn't have that scale-up potential as a business model. So I moved home to Carlisle in Cumbria, which is where I'm from, and took what I'd learned attending events and turned it into um, a networking organization. So I hosted events for people. Um, so I launched that and um, ran it and built it up over the next four or five years. Um, and again, it was, it was really tough to begin with because networking wasn't a massive part of business culture at the time. Um, so it was a lot of trying to educate people on the value that comes from networking. Um, anyway, I enjoyed it and learned loads from doing that. And then um, I met my now husband um, on holiday in Magaluf, of all places. Uh, but he was from the Northeast and um, I decided to move over here, um, find a new challenge um, and met David, who founded The Muscle Club, which is a networking company here in the Northeast um, of quite a few years previous. And blagged his head in until he gave me a job and let me be the MD of there. And that's where we met. Um, so yeah, I ran the muscle club for, for two or three years again, which was amazing and got to meet so many Northeast businesses and different industries. Um, and then after some time there, I decided it was time for a change 
from networking to learn something different. So I, for the past few years, I've been working at Sunderland Software City, learning about tech and doing business support. So helping the businesses in the region who were innovating and creating new technologies, um, which again was brilliant and I learned loads. But I had a baby eight months ago and decided that um, rather than returning to Software City, which I do, it was a hard decision to make, but I decided to go back to what I love, which is networking. So now I'm kind of sharing my knowledge and helping, helping businesses be better, more effective strategic networkers. You said it was a crazy story. So you basically go from crying in the bathroom to... Yep. Teaching people how to do it. Teaching people how to do it, exactly. Like, so I always say to people, though, if, if I can go, if you don't cry at your first networking event, you're doing better than I did. So if, <laughs> if you didn't cry, and even if you didn't like it, you can always get better, definitely. It comes with time. I must admit, I do struggle with the networking. You go around and it's all very formal, the same questions. Yeah, the small talk is really awkward. Like, <laughs> There's so many different formats and part of what I teach is helping people find the style that suits them. Because yeah. with networking, if you're not relaxed and you're not enjoying it, then you're not going to be yourself and people are there to get to know you. That's where the relationships build and that's where the business comes from. So it's finding what works for you. So you're now setting up your business basically in the middle of this pandemic that we've got going on. So that must kind of provide some challenges in itself. Do you want to talk a little bit about that? Yeah, definitely. So I wasn't, as anyone was, expecting this uh, lockdown, especially, oh, I'll start a business that teaches people how to network face-to-face and then no one's allowed out of the house. Um, so definitely timing-wise, it felt at the beginning like it couldn't have been worse, when actually it's probably worked out really well for me because I've taken this time to lay a foundation for my business so I've spent a lot of time creating the content for the training that I want to deliver, speaking to businesses about what actually, what areas of network and they need that support with. And I've actually started getting some business in, um, working remotely. So I've been doing some training remotely um, for some, for like Durham City Incubator. Um, I'm doing, creating some networking strategies for businesses who are, while on lockdown, they're looking to upskill their knowledge, but also create a strategy so it's in place ready for when, we're allowed to go back out into the wild again. Um, so it's, it's, it's definitely different and it's made me have to really diversify and think about what I was going to offer because a lot of the business I had lined up was delivering training in person at the universities and things like that. Um, but now that things are starting to calm down a bit, people are going, right, okay, we're in the situation. How can we make positive actions to get ready for post lockdown or what can we be doing now to support our staff so there is actually quite a lot there's a there's there's a lot going on so um and it's it's opened up another world of that remote training that's something that i probably never would have considered so that's something that i hope to continue after lockdown takes mm. away the geographic issue yeah so you touched on an important bit there about the way that that people are thinking because obviously it's quite easy to kind of put the feet up right nothing's happening Whereas yourself and the people that you seem to be working with are kind of proactive. Well, we're in this situation. How can we make the, yeah, the, the make bad job, basically? Yeah, this is going to end. So what we're going to do when it's ascending, how can we come back exactly. fighting even more? Yeah, definitely. I think take, trying to take positives out of it, it's such a terrible situation. Um, like what's happening is just awful. 
and you know businesses are really struggling in a lot of ways and so i think if we can try and look for the positives that's all you can do try and look for positives and try and look for ways in which that because everything's so out of control at the moment we can't control what's going on out there but we can control what we're doing in our businesses so that's kind of an area where if you focus some positive energy there and like really look at right what can i do to support other people as well um so a lot of the the networking stuff obviously it's face to face traditionally but there's a lot of networking that people can be doing from home and that comes from knowledge transfer and supporting um, people within their network and building up their personal brand um, from home. You can do that now. So are you doing much kind of virtual networking stuff? Is there a lot of that going on? There is, there's loads, there's more coming out, which is brilliant. I haven't had the chance to do much really, to be honest. Um, but there's, I've seen some, obviously you've got zoom calls and um, you know, you can have conferences and I've done some training via teams, Microsoft teams. Um, but there's other platforms. There's just one this morning that I saw that um, Durham business club are using and it creates like tables. So it's as if people are networking sat around a table together. It's so like those one-to-ones, which is really nice. Um, like virtual networking they're doing so there's um there's a lot of different things happening which is good and one of the positives again that comes from this is that it takes away the geographic issue so with networking obviously people stay close to home because of the travel um but that travel cost doesn't exist anymore so if you have always wanted for example to expand your business into a new city like you want to look at manchester or london or a new country even now's the time that you can start building connections in those those cities from your home so you can start networking anywhere in the world um from from your sofa really so that's that's a positive when it comes to to what the current situation is and do you think it's just as easy uh, or to build relationships kind of this way online uh, or would you always say face-to-face -face networking is better for those relationship building for me i would always say that you can't you can't be face-to-face -face. Mm -hmm. i think since we've had the option of face-to-face -face taken away from us with friends and family as well as business i think the the power of it has become really apparent more than ever before of what it the difference is and i think um a lot comes from it's it's great that we can video chat and the technology is fantastic but there's something about being around people and getting their energy and you know reading their body language and how they carry themselves and their tone of voice that doesn't come across the same so those relationships that you build in person um that trust is built there in a different way i feel than it is online um, and you can't replicate that online. We've not done that yet. Technology, I don't think, has done that just yet. Um, it might do one day, but for me, I think nothing beats face-to-face. -face. I find it quite ironic. Like, it, despite the advances in technology, nothing still has replaced the business card. No, right. no, you can't. You cannot. That, there's something about touching the feel of like a, a new business card, especially if it's like a, quite a thick one, and you got someone got. Oh, that's a nice business card. That that quality. Okay. It's that tangible. It's another element to like human senses. Um, like you can't get the same as face to face. An electronic version. It's just not. It's just not the same. Yeah. No, doesn't work. Just touching on the technology because you were talking about the challenges that you've had, kind of in lockdown and how you're solving that by forward thinking um, and doing planning. Is there kind of any software that's helped you to do that? So you're working, obviously you can't go out and meet your clients that, that you're discussing with. 
So what kind of technology are you using? So for me, I use LinkedIn a lot, which is an obvious mm. given as a, as a networker in person, it's important to reinforce those relationships digitally. Um, at the moment, um, you, everyone's using, we're using a lot of Zoom. Um, so using Zoom for meetings, as well as um, like Microsoft Teams and even a bit FaceTime with people that I'm like friends with, but it's a discussion's a bit quicker. Um, Zoom I'm actually using for a different reason as well. So um, I'm using it, you can create on Zoom. You can, um, obviously you want to host a meeting, but you can just host one with yourself and then screen share and record yourself delivering a presentation. Um, obviously there's no one else in the meeting, but it's a good way. So I've been using that as a way of rehearsing almost. So um, using my PowerPoint presentations and obviously record yourself. So then after you've delivered, I've delivered some training um, I can watch it back to myself as a way of making notes, making changes. So it's kind of a, a little cheap free way of, um, of getting that feedback and being able to watch yourself deliver something in the way that it would be received by a delegate uh, remotely. So I've been using zoom for that way as well, which has been fun. So. That's an interesting way. I've not heard of it used like that. Yeah, um, it's, as, it's, as teachers, you're supposed to do self-reflection. So yeah, exactly. Quite, it's quite a, a handy little tool. And in terms of project management, because obviously you're doing a lot of forward planning, is there kind of any tools or software that you're using for that? Um, for project management, I'm a big fan. Um, it's not as applicable to me now, but I'm a big fan of Slack. As a, oh, yeah. as a tool, um, especially, so I've been using that slightly with, because a lot of the work I'm doing is going to be doing is project based. So I can use it with, as an extension of someone's team and then kind of dip out again as a project ends. Um, it's great obviously for um, sharing files and information as well as having that resource there that's easier to access. And it's a lot quicker than email. Um, so I'm a big fan of Slack. Um, I'm, I like an old fashioned spreadsheet as well, to be honest. <laughs> Although I do really enjoy Pipedrive. I don't okay, know if you've yeah. come across that one. That's a really good piece of online um, software. That's a really good project management tool that helps with financial forecasting as well as project management. So I enjoy that. That's a really good bit of software. Yeah, Pipedrive's like, quite visual, powerful. And that's because I'm quite a visual person. So I like the like movement that comes with it. So yeah, that's a good one. Yeah, Pipedrive does that. I think you just drag it onto the different columns, don't you? Yeah, it's quite, yeah, it's visual and yeah, I like that. I like MailChimp. I've not used MailChimp in years, but I like MailChimp. Um, more as a brand, they sent me a t-shirt once, so I became a fan. Oh, right, that's yeah. it. They give you a t-shirt. Send me a t-shirt. If anybody wants to make you happy, they send you a t-shirt and then you become yeah. a brand ambassador for And I'll talk about your software for years to come. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Good, good tip. Um, so... What, what would be your top tip for entrepreneurs who are wanting to get more out of network, either remotely or face-to-face? -face? So my big thing with networking is that I want businesses and people, and I'm really passionate about helping them get the best return on their investment. So people don't often think of networking as an investment, but it's a massive one in terms of the time that they put in, the effort, the financial and all the costs associated. So for me, networking really needs to be strategic in the same way that you would have a marketing strategy or social media strategy. I'm really passionate about getting businesses to think strategically about networking and look at their ROI and their bottom line and look at um, 
for me, it's they really need to think about why they're going networking and why their staff are going networking. What do they want to get from events? What do they want to get from their relationships? Um, who their target market is and where they're positioning themselves in order to meet those people. Um, so yeah, getting people, my biggest tip would be think strategically, take a step back. Now's a great time to step back um, from networking. Um, obviously we've got no choice in terms of the face to face. So it's a good time for reflection and thinking, right, what have I been doing and what's been working and what can I be doing in the, once, you know, in the new, in the new world. Um, that's going to mean that I maybe even network less, but get more from the events that I attend because of the right ones for me and for my business. So, yeah. I don't know if you know um, a lady called Tiana Wilson Bays. Yeah. She was actually on this podcast. She's got a really simple way of measuring um, ROI on, on networking. She basically okay. she goes back to, to a CRM system and she's made a, a little box that says, I met this person at a networking event. Okay. So when she gets business, she can trace it all the way back to the networking and go, this is how much business yes. I got from yeah. networking. So is it working for me? Is it not working? Which meetings are working best for me? And, yeah. and, and, and she does that. And I thought, actually, that's it's not hard to do. Just an extra it's box not, and you see yeah. RM. Exactly. Little things like that are fantastic. Um, when it comes to like creating the strategy to begin with, um, so during my life as a like different phases of networking, I kind of in my mind created this ecosystem of networking of what it looks like, like a visual, again, I said I'm a visual person. Um, so I did a doodle of it one day at Software City and um, the CEO, David Dunn said, right, that's a, that's a hypothesis. You need to go off and research it. And I was like, okay. So um, I ended up doing two rounds of, academic research with Durham University into this ecosystem, um, which uh, has again spurred me on to start this new business because the ecosystem allows me to speak to a business and then on the back of that information, know exactly where they should be networking and then explain that back to them so that in the future, they can ensure that they're attending the right events based on their target market, which again means that they can improve that ROI. So like you said, looking at it strategically and monitoring where things are coming back from just proves how how powerful networking can be yeah one of the, the issues in networking is when you go you're, you're often speaking to other sales managers so that, that tends to be you're not speaking to somebody who's but i suppose it's that relationship building that you yeah, it's yeah. a bit of a relationship building, but it's also a bit, if you're, if you're target market sales managers, brilliant, you're in the right place. That's not the right networking event for you. So if your target market's business owners, for example, and those businesses you want um, to be turning over at least a million a year, a million plus, um, you need to be attending events that attract those people. And they're different kinds of events than the ones that attract the salespeople. So it's about same way that um, an event, if you want to, if you want to get in front of startup businesses, if that's your target market, startup events are very different to the, again, the CEO of the multi-million pound turn of a business that it's different. It's a different target market. So it's thinking about why you're networking and then for who your target market is, and then you can create a strategy from there. Just as you should be doing with any type of marketing, yeah. whether that's print, exactly. social media. Exactly. Not going along just for the breakfast. 
I mean, it's nice to get free food, but um, it's, it doesn't, yeah, the investment that you're putting in, you need to make sure you're getting it back. Definitely. Yeah. And lastly, what is your favorite software or tool and why? Oh, my favorite. I think probably for me, the, the one I use the most would definitely be LinkedIn. Um, as obviously a networker, it's an, it's an online networking tool um, that allows me to connect and engage with people. Something that people don't often utilize with LinkedIn is the groups, which I find really valuable because it's a great way to connect with people outside of your direct network. So engaging and putting content and sharing information for me is a massive what part of networking is networking by attending events is only a small part of actual networking. Um, so there's a lot you can do before and a lot you can do afterwards. And a lot of that involves um, digital and social media marketing, which isn't my expertise at all. And there's a lot of people that are great at that. And I follow and listen to what they say. Um, but as a, as, an, as a tool, as a piece of software or as a platform, LinkedIn is probably my most used platform. Um, and as a, as a startup business, I'm using QuickBooks. Um, which is um, a great way for me to keep track of everything. Um, and Starling Bank as well. I'm a big fan of Starling Bank. I, I know Starling Bank. Yeah, I'm a massive, I've got personal and business and um, I just think as a brand, as, as a business and the functionality and everything that comes with Starling is fantastic. Um, so I'm a big fan of QuickBooks for financial and obviously Starling for bank, for business for as a small, as a startup. It's great. Yeah, I found it. But I mean, there's lots of these online banks sort of popping up. I mean, a lot of them aren't real banks, though, but Starling is. But I swear Starling's brilliant. Yeah, yeah no fees. And, to it, yeah. yeah, really good customer service and functionality. So user-friendly, can't complain. Definitely. I'm actually going to ask you for one more tip just based on LinkedIn because I find with LinkedIn is people connect with you and then seem to bombard you with sort of sales messages and... Yeah. Uh, you, you know or join my group or do this uh, and it's kind of like well that's not the way all that's going to do is get you removed really <laughs> like, yeah that again for me networking it's there's a part of networking that i call connection marketing which is about building your personal brand and your business's brand by being nice and adding value to people that know you because when you're when you add value to people um then more people want to know you and your network grows organically um, in a positive way. So those people that you just mentioned who are bombarding you with sales things and stuff, they're actually doing themselves a disservice. And, you know, that they're, they're just, they're, they're probably, they're not bad people. You know, they're not, um, you know, they're not nasty or anything. They just, that's how they've been taught. So that's and maybe that's the culture of the business that they're working in but I always try and remember that these people are people and in two three five years um you never know they might you might pass, cross paths again so when people bombard me with sales messages I'll always be polite and reply I always try and reply anyway to everyone and say like thanks but this isn't for me right now take care and you know leave on things with the doors open on a nice note but obviously because that those people have given left a negative impression to you that just shows you how not to behave yourself so if you can do the opposite and 
add value to people in your network by sharing valuable information um, sharing content that's gonna help educate them and show you as an expert in your field if you can add things that make people smile or help them um, in other areas of their business and connect them with other people as well introduce them to others all these things add value to them um, to be part of your network so that helps build your brand as someone that's helpful and useful to know, um, which is always going to be a positive. I suppose those um, sales messages are a perfect opportunity for you because you go, this actually isn't the right way of doing it. Here's a blog post on how to improve your LinkedIn connection. Yeah, yeah, I should really, you know, just report, (laughs) you know, you're terrible at this. This really isn't what you should be doing. You need to come to my training course. That's right. Money and I'll teach you how to do it right. (laughs) Yeah. That's brilliant. There you go. Well, thanks for coming on today. I think you've given loads and loads of value to to people that have been listening about how they can network better and those connections. So thanks very much for your time. Thanks for having me, Peter. I've had a ball. Yeah, it's been a lot of fun.